and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one prayerful page of Talmud a day. And what a page we have today. What a way to start off the week with a bang. Get a load of this. Rav Yehuda said that Rav said, and the halacha is similar with regard to prayer, in that one who is standing outside the doorway cannot be included together with those praying inside. The Gemara notes that Rav disagrees with Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, as Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi said, even a barrier of iron does not separate between the Jewish people and their Father in heaven. Barriers are irrelevant with regard to prayer. What an image this is, the image of standing outside the temple, outside the synagogue, maybe even outside what we would perceive of as a Jewish community, and wondering if our prayers still count, if God can still hear them. And to help us through this theological, emotional, spiritual thicket, it is my pleasure to welcome back to the show the inspiring, the inimitable, the irrepressible Rabbi Hart Levine. Hello, my friend. Hey, thanks so much, Liel, for having me back on. And I want to just comment that um, the last time I was on, it was it was talking about Irving, which also talked about boundaries and sort of how do you create community, who's in community, who's out of community. And here we are talking back about uh, boundaries and community and who's in, who's out. So very, very apropos. Here we are, and this time with this stark image or this thorny question, can prayers be heard if you're standing literally and figuratively on the outside? So this is a really interesting piece, especially in these times. This piece is actually used as one of the main halachic sources that came up in talking about prayer during pandemic. Can you pray when people are standing on different balconies, in different rooms, standing six feet apart? Can you pray over Zoom? Is Zoom a barrier that, that prayer can go over? And this is actually the source that's saying that, by and large, the overwhelming uh, general answer is that, yes, you can pray together even when you're separated, even if you're standing behind a wall, even if you're in quarantine, I mean, obviously safely, but the prayers can pass over all those barriers. I think it's a fascinating concept that barriers don't exist in prayer. And it's actually interesting that I think this also talks not just around, not just sort of like joining in prayer, but this comes up also thinking about sort of how how prayer spaces are accessible and, and barriers in prayer spaces. I think the disability community does a lot around making sure that synagogue spaces are accessible. Actually, in, in last week's Torah portion, we read about the Aserita Dibro, the 10 utterances of God. And right after the 10 utterances, I guess you can call it the 11th or 12th utterance, God says that when you build an altar to God, to me, do not build it with steps, make sure it has a ramp. And there's a lot of reasons why, but one of the reasons when you think about it in modern times is, is that prayer and, and coming close to service of God uh, has to be accessible, has to have a ramp. You tell me that the Israelites with Disabilities Act was passed long before the Americans with Disabilities Act. Was passed right at the moment of the divine revelation. And, and it's fascinating that the divine revelation, the first thing afterwards is the Jewish Disability Act. In our synagogue, every year when we read this parsha, I make it a point, as we're reading those lines, I go to our entranceway and I take out a ramp that we have and I put it out over the steps to sort of put it into practice a little bit. So that's like one way to think about like actual physical barriers, walls, Zoom rooms, steps. There's another way to talk about barriers to prayer and barriers to community and barriers to Jewish community. There was a study that I remember reading a lot about. Hillel did a study of Jewish college students. This is probably in 2010. Jewish college students who were not Jewishly involved. When Hillel asked the study, it asked them, what's your barriers to entry? Why aren't you involved Jewishly in all the great things that Jewish community has to offer? And it's interesting that some deep theological existential questions came up. Some people mentioned God, I don't believe in God, Israel's a turnoff, maybe I have, I have these hangups. But actually what's fascinating is that the number one and number two most quoted answers 
was they said that they felt uncomfortable by the more religious students, or they didn't have any friends who were Jewishly involved. And that you see that the, the barriers to entry to synagogue, to, to prayer, to Jewish community are largely social. They just didn't know how to break in. And in some ways, those social barriers can be 10 times stronger than an iron barrier, than an iron wall. Just because you don't feel comfortable and no one reached out. And I think this is a real, I don't think it's an indictment. I think it's actually a call to action that people who are inside the Jewish community have to think about what are the barriers that exist, whether physical barriers or and also the social barriers that exist. And maybe we're, do, we're not doing enough to reach out and to welcome people into our space. Now, Rabbi, I hope I'm not making you uncomfortable, but I heard a story about you from, from a mutual friend who went to school with you who would tell me that on Friday evening, you would dress a very particular way and, and when asked about it, said something like, well, I'm dressing this way because I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. I just want everyone to feel like they're welcome in our Shabbat celebrations. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? I didn't dress so inappropriately. I used to notice that in college, there are some people who came to prayer services wearing jeans. I think it was people coming from Sephardi backgrounds, and it's like a cultural thing. And it was in college, and people came but like wearing like really nice jeans. Um, they'd come to Shabbat services. And so one time, I decided sort of in solidarity to, to come to Shabbat services wearing a nice, um, a nice white Shabbat shirt, my nice white Shabbat kippah, and a nice pair of dark blue jeans. Um, I always wear blue and white Israel. And someone came up to me and said, Hart, how dare you walk into synagogue like that? And I said, excuse me, like, since when do we judge people based on the clothing that they wear? I think I'm dressed very nicely. And, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. It was a friend of mine. And I said, I, you know, thanks for apologizing. But like, what about all the people who maybe you silently judge every week who walk into shul like that? Maybe you should rethink the way that we're thinking about how we're making our synagogue and our prayers uh, inclusive to people who are maybe on the outside. God bless. Rabbi Hart Levine, may we continue to be inspired by your wisdom and continue to make everyone feel as welcome as they can so that they know that their prayers are always welcome and heard. Thank you so much for joining us. Amen. And may all of our prayers be answered. Amen. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.